Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back. Just a couple things uh, we want to get you before the show. Number one, I was just in Cleveland at Hilarities. And let me tell you something for all the comedians or, you know, that if there are any that are listening, that's that's one of the places you want to be. This staff and, and the ownership of this room are doing everything right. People are coming in and they are following the rules. And listen, whether you like the rules or not, and I know sometimes we butt heads on this, but whether you like the rules or not, it's how we get to keep doing fun things for the time being. So um, everyone, you know, it's like, well, my freedom. Well, also all we're doing is prolonging our freedom. So I, I'm, all I'm saying is thank you so much to the people that came out in Cleveland. Thank you to the other comedians and, uh, and thank you to uh, the staff, of course, and then the owner of Hilarities, Nick, who is just uh, just an incredible dude. And now I want to pass pass it off here to uh, you guys know him, you guys love him. It's Sciagra, Sciatica, Sciamanson. Hello. I also love Cleveland and Nick and the entire staff. Hey, where the fuck have you been? Quick announcement. For the people who listen to this show and have sent me 30,000 messages over the last four weeks, um, obviously everybody knows it's been a shitty five years with my body and <laughs> back. Uh, we make fun of it a lot. Uh, last couple months have been a little bit extra rough. There is good news. Uh, I got officially diagnosed with an autoimmune disease recently and uh, am hopefully on a course for treatment. Um, heading the right direction on stuff. I am taking a little time away from the podcast because over the last month, things have gotten harder. It's hard to sit in a singular position or project my voice for a long period of time. You know, like when you're yelling hillbilly bullshit on a podcast for 45 minutes in a row. Uh, so uh, I really appreciate your guys' support and patience. Chad and all our awesome guests are handling it. I might pop in and out. I might be back in two weeks. Me and the Chad dad are just playing it by ear. And also, I told him the only way I would let everyone know what was going on is if he reinterpreted it as me. So Chad, I'm going to hand it over to you. I miss you guys. I love you guys. Goodbye. Oh, hey, everybody. Sorry about that. This is Sai again. I said goodbye too early because I wanted to let you guys know some stuff. As I said, Chad and I are playing it by ear, but when I play it by ear, it makes my neck hurt, so I can't do a <laughs> podcast. And also, I got some stuff going on. I got, uh, I was an autoimmune disease. I don't even know what that is. Otherwise, I just sit in my car to try to fix it. It doesn't even make sense. I just sit in there in the garage and I let the fumes come in and I say, ooh, auto, please immune me. But I don't even know what's going on. So I'll be back, like I said. And uh, I killed Kevin because he's a little fucker and doesn't let me do my stretches. And that's it. Okay. I love you guys. Bye. Enjoy, Andy. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thanks for coming back everybody. You just got done listening to an explanation from Cy and then again Cy, why he's not here. Uh, but we have once again, I handpicked these guests. I don't want to go all, 
you know, leader of the free world here, but I picked the best guests. I picked the greatest guests. I'm the smartest at picking guests. It's true. Our guest today has five. I want you to understand how hard that would be. Five albums. That means you have to write and tour all of this material and make sure it's good enough to be on albums. He has Lucy. I'm not going in order. I nope. can see your eyes. That's number two. That's Lucy. Okay. Sounds from the Rainforest is number one. That's the first one. That's the one that only listen to it if you like me so much that you want to hear what <laughs> I was like before I was good. <laughs> uh, step Parenting. Then you have Step Parenting to the Teen Years, which mm-hmm. is one of the There's greatest titles yep. ever. Thank you. And then uh, World's Greatest Stepdad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Woodhull. World's Greatest Stepdad is a dry bar comedy special. I guess they put the audio of out, but it's the yeah, same. That's an album. It's the same material. I have that's another an one that's called Live from Elkhart. That's the newest one that came out last year. Yeah, we I we uh, was going to get to that because oh, we sorry. we announced it on the show. You, I heard. I got a message yeah. from someone from some of yeah. your fans telling me that you guys were talking about it. We announced it on the show. Now I got a message again. Andy Woodhull. He was talking over me, but that's what we do on the show. <laughs> so you don't worry about that. I got a message from one of our fans that said, "Chad, can you stop?" introducing these guests like you guys are giving each other lake lady hand jobs so what i'd like to do now is uh, introduce you formally this guy is the funniest human being on the planet he has grown his hair out and i saw it first when we were playing poker in joe zimmerman's poker room and i texted you afterwards how is your sex life because i have a feeling looking at you you are crushing life right now in any way you want. You could pull from both sides. You're, yeah. you're that good looking. That's what happens. You grow your hair out as a guy. You just fuck anyone. They come to the well, door that... here in the pandemic. <laughs> oh, it's like like yeah. DoorDash? It's yeah, called DoorGash. Door yeah. Oh, I thought DoorGash was pretty door good. DoorGash. I missed it. I missed it. Oh, I that's was okay. thinking <laughs> Andy also... Won the biggest pot of left, right, center I've ever seen in Cincinnati, Ohio, where we started playing left, right, center. For those of you just joining, it's a dice game where there is an L, a R, and a C, right? An L, an R, mm-hmm. and a C. So it's left, right, or center. That's where you pass your money if you roll one of those. But there are also three dots on it. You can keep your money. And he won. We were playing for big, big stakes. We weren't playing big. for dollars. We were playing for way, way more. I think and the amount that I won thing. was double the amount that I got paid for being in that festival that we were there at. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, this is a time where maybe it was helpful for you to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's always helpful for me to win. I'm still (laughs) in that time. Now, speaking of that, I know some things about you. I found a quarter in the laundry room last week, and that was helpful for me. (laughs) What'd you do with it? I used it on my laundry. It's coin, (laughs) coin laundry in there. I don't have it in the apartment. When I, uh, when my, it's a, it's hard to explain this person to me because I, I always, at the time she was my girlfriend, wife, ex-wife. So there's a lot of titles have happened with mm-hmm. her, but when she was my girlfriend, she was going to school at the university of Minnesota and we were living together and there was a laundry in our building where you laid the quarters flat in there. So it was a, it was a dollar 50 and you laid them flat and then you'd slide it in and they would all drop down into the change box. Well, what I did is I went and got some uh, like box tape, the clear, thick box tape, and I stuck 
the quarters to it and then I laid it down in there and then I could I could start the washer but when I pulled it out all the quarters were there so it was almost like that little key from the Goonies that had to match perfectly <laughs> that's genius well I don't know if it's genius that it's it's, genius. Uh, it's it's stealing you could do a TikTok hack of that and be the next big thing on the internet. Yeah, and everyone on TikTok would be like, we don't have these anymore. You need a card with a stripe on it. My laundry room only has two washers and dryers each. There's two washers, two dryers. And they recently put up a sign that said, if you're using both washers at the same time, wait three minutes until you start the next one. And I'm never doing that. <laughs> there are some weird rules at the laundromat. It's like, don't dry your comforters in the small dryers and also quit fucking in the bathroom. That's like all one sign at a laundromat. I've been. I remember. I get it. Now, uh, something I've been doing that I like that I, I don't know if anyone else like. I know my friend Fritz in Chicago. Our friend, excuse yeah, me, Fritz uh, Nothnagel, great comedian in Chicago. Uh, he likes it. So we're going to do it one more time, and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. I'm going to introduce... A sto- uh, you, one of your stories to get into it, but I'm okay. going to go full morning radio. Okay. And here we go. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Moose in the Morning. We're back for Fun Day Monday. <laughs> everybody that was listening, that was Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Hey, his anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. That's about his dick and a lady's ass. <laughs> hey, we're back. We got Andy Woodhall in the house seat andy you just went across the country and got covid tell me about it (laughs) that's true and i'm so glad that i got a chance to meet moose in the morning i'm a big fan (laughs) first time caller uh but i have listened (laughs) to two episodes in preparation of coming on the show with moose thank you i do remember you so we were texting back and forth today and you were like hey i listened to an episode to get ready for the show and i said that's dedication which what i wanted to write was why don't you fucking subscribe and rate us (laughs) That's dedication. Well, I heard you tell one of the other guests. I've already, you know, I've already forgotten which one it was, but uh, you, he <laughs> knew something about it. And you're like, oh, you're a real fan. Not like these assholes that come on here and pretend like they listen and don't even know that size the other host. And I was like, ah, I really got ahead of the game on this one listening to these yeah, episodes. Smart move. Woodhull. I'm going to seem smart. Yeah, I drove. I drove. First, I flew. I flew. I live in Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, my dog became available. I have... A dog. I had a what do you dog. Mean your, what do you mean your dog became available? <laughs> now, I know the story, but yeah. I'm going to ask questions that I think right. people listening would ask. People would. Yeah, there's lots. It's it's a tough story to tell. It's especially a difficult story to tell because I partially inspired by listening to you with either Marin or Burke Kreischer. I don't remember one of those podcasts I listened to you on. Did a great job of talking about your divorce without bashing your ex-wife. And that's not something I would like to do, bash my ex-wife and it's difficult to tell this story without bashing my ex-wife so i'm not going to say anything mean about her i'd just like to imply some mean things well i get that and and i'm going to jump in and say yeah my ex-wife made it very easy to not bash her she's not bashable okay so that's also very helpful <laughs> i mean i sound like a hero in that story when really there's nothing bad to say <laughs> um i know that maybe it's going to be hard for you to tell this story without bashing <laughs> So when we split up, she wanted to keep the dog. And uh, okay. I have two stepdaughters, and they were living at home, and they also wanted the dog to stay. So I didn't push too hard, but I did try to get the dog in the divorce. An attempt was made. Multiple okay. attempts were made for me to get to keep the dog. But 
She kept the dog and I was okay with it. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt she you again. She kept the dog and I was okay with it. <laughs> I have to interrupt you again. I wasn't again totally because... okay with it, but she kept the dog. <laughs> Just picture you running down a street uh-huh. with a hogtied dog in your arms because it's a big dog <laughs> and when you say attempts were made i just uh-huh. think you're running down the street and then your daughters tackle you and you're dragging them behind you yeah that's exactly what happened perfect there's a video of it you can find on tiktok of them taking me down and getting the dog back to that but anyway things have happened and she no longer wanted the dog so okay. someone else had the dog and i found out about it. And so I went, I flew across the country during a global pandemic uh, mm-hmm. to get the dog. And I was very excited, but I was also nervous. So I was very safe at the airport. I wore two masks, one with the okay. filter in it that I cut out from a vacuum bag because that's what they said to do at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. And I cut out probably a hundred filters that I still have most of them because <laughs> not long after I cut out all the filters, they were like, yeah, you don't have to cut those filters out. So anyway, so I have the filter mask, I have another mask, and then I have like a plastic face shield on, you know, and I okay. go to LAX, the airport, and I'm very safe. And people around me are also safe, like some people are also being safe, but some people are just eating a whole California pizza kitchen while they watch Netflix on their phone with no <laughs> mask at all. And they'll sit right next to you, just no People have different levels of how safe they're being. So anyway, so I went through all that. I didn't take a drink of anything. It was probably, I don't know, eight or nine hours of travel, maybe even 10 hours of travel because uh, wow. I had a layover in Chicago. I didn't take sure. a drink of anything. I didn't take a bite of anything because I didn't want to expose myself to the virus that I was sure was everywhere. Sure. And then uh, just to make it easier on myself with the dog, I drove back. I rented a car and drove back. And I stayed at KOA campgrounds in the cabins. You ever stayed at those cabins? <laughs> I love staying at these because I didn't want to go in a hotel. I was like, there's a lot of people in the hotel. I'm going to go in these cabins. So I stayed at different you, cabins. You basically, you, you have a choice. Yeah. You can stay in a hotel where people have probably had tons of sex. Porn yeah. maybe was shot there. <laughs> or you can stay in a KOA cabin where someone absolutely has been murdered. <laughs> there is DNA everywhere in both of these things. And your choice yeah. was, I'd yeah. like a bonfire. I am okay with the <laughs> leftover vaginal secretions and the leftover <laughs> semen. What I don't want is the COVID. And I thought it would be less likely to get it in these cabins. So sure. I stayed in these cabins. You know? And also, you make a fire at night. It's fun. It's a fun place to stay. It, yeah, I agree. They're, they're, they're great. These KOA is fantastic. So I stay at those. I'm being so safe. And I get home, and uh, I get tested uh, and the same day I get tested, I do a COVID show. It's comedians doing jokes about COVID. And I didn't okay. know at the time that I had COVID during the comedians doing jokes about COVID tests. I wish I knew. I feel like it would have really upped my game in that show. <laughs> that is dedication. That's some street cred for that comedians doing jokes about COVID <laughs> to actually be doing it while you have the disease. And that, <laughs> that night is when I started running a fever and then I got the results a couple of days later. And I, I don't know where I got, i guessing at the airport or just at a gas station. I do eat, do you, do you know at gas stations how they have those like not hot dogs, but just like chicken roll-ups? Like I thought you were going to say bats. Bats. Yeah, you know, they I have do bats eat bats, so I don't know where I got it, but I do eat bats, especially at a campground. Yeah. I catch them and I eat them. If it wasn't the airport, it was one of the bats that I ate next to the hot dogs <laughs> at the gas station. 
<laughs> I, I did eat some of those. Yeah, but so you had a like the chicken. Yeah, there's the like chicken a, dog basically. Yeah, like a chicken dog, but you don't even put it in a bun. It's kind of breaded and it's kind of not. They're disgusting, but I like. Them. <laughs> I like. Them. Now, one of my favorite things about this story already is if if the final Jeopardy question was uh, someone who stays in KOA cabins often eats this, I would write down chicken dog immediately. So this story definitely checks out. I like those gas station chicken things enough that I have stood in gas stations when they're behind. You know how there's a little plastic thing in there that says not done yet? And I've stood waiting there for someone from the gas station to walk by and be like, are these, are you ready to move these? Because they're not on top of it. They're not getting them when they're, right. I've seen them behind the thing and thought they've been okay, but I always There's have. not a McDonald's fries buzzer that goes off. It's like whenever they get to it, they go change the garbage, come back in, don't wash their hands, pull out the chicken dogs. Yeah. I think it'd be really funny if someone was waiting for the bathroom and they were like, Hey man, are you in line for the bathroom? And you're like, nah, chicken dogs aren't done yet. Uh-huh. You see the sign. Yeah. They, you, the, the amount of cooking can't be that precise because it's getting the same amount of heat above the sign. And once it's past the sign, it can stay there the rest of the day. <laughs> Until consumed. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I'm going to go one more and then I promise I'll be done with this, but sure, I just, sure. I've been having so much fun with it. Yeah. Hey everybody moose in the morning again. We're back. Andy Woodall decided to stay for another break. We got uh, Rebecca with weather coming up. But, uh, hey, that was Natalie Imbruglia's torn. If she would have written that a minute early, it could have been called a pesiotomy. <laughs> Am I right? Sorry, ladies. Hey, we got Andy Woodall here. Uh, tell us about uh, dating after your divorce. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Uh, at first, you don't want to date. At first, you're like, ah, you know, I'm heartbroken. I don't know. And then you get on these apps. And the funny thing about uh, being on the apps is how all the people on them complain about them. But I had the best time on them. It's like I'm having the most fun. And any tiny bit of me that felt like, oh, I ruined my chance at happiness is easily wiped out by unlimited other women in the world that you can see are available. It makes you feel better. And here's another fun thing. I don't know if you experienced this when you went through a divorce also, but uh, I thought that I was single before I got married. I thought that I had experienced being single. But you are never more single than immediately after the divorce and the years fought. Because you're single in a way before a marriage where you're like, I'm looking for someone. And then after a marriage, you're single in a way of like, I am fine by myself. (laughs) I don't need anyone else. If you got something you want to offer me, I'm happy to have it. But I'm not... In search of a relationship. Been there, done that. Is the most single I've ever been. Your screensaver on your phone, your like front picture, your lock screen picture is just that of your uh, IRS form, your W-2 <laughs> that is checked single, single and you're just yeah. holding it out like this. <laughs> yeah, well, good for you. How? What, what uh, I mean, uh, obviously great. some I went luck. on several fun uh, dates, met several fun women. I love first dates the most. First dates, mm-hmm. I, it's, I don't know why people complain about, for everyone has one date's worth of good stories, I think. Just <laughs> even the worst dates I've been on. Here's one of the worst ones that, it wasn't even bad. Even this date was good. This is an example of how even this date was good. On the, in the Uber, on the way to the date, 
she texts me, uh, I'm at the bar wearing a black shirt and a black beret. <laughs> right? And my initial thing is like, turn this Uber around, we're going home, you know? I don't, I don't need to meet up with beret. Crazy thing, we, we still had a fun time. We had some drinks, we got a cheese board. There was another guy in a beret. Of course you got a cheese board. She wasn't the she only person in a beret in the bar. <laughs> there was a guy also in a beret, and I'm just sitting there with our cheese board and the wine she picked out. Just You know you should be with that guy. You should go tell you. That guy was by himself. Was the bar called Paris? Why were there so <laughs> many berets? I don't know. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a Paris-themed bar or anything. There's a lot of berets here in uh, Los Angeles. I didn't know Why? before I got here. But It's a weird – It's. I mean, I get – whatever. It's just I don't – I have a stocking cap on right now. So who the hell am I to say what to put on your head? But it was fun. I'm dating a girl now, uh, speaking of Ooh. having long hair, and she just yeah. said to me yesterday, you know you have to brush your hair. <laughs> Did you say, not if you want dreads, babe? <laughs> uh, I mean, I have – it's not like it's never been brushed, but I've also never had long hair. So I come out of the shower and I like dry it like I've dried my hair my whole life. And then I guess I walk around looking like an idiot from the back. And it took her months to say, I disagree. you need to brush it. I think, I think drying long hair out of the shower, <laughs> not touching it with a comb or a brush and leaving the house to dry like that is 10 times better than a beret. <laughs> Ten times. Did you hear me say it was a black beret, though? That makes sense. Oh, so, I'm yeah, sorry. I missed beret. that yeah. part. That does make – I thought it was <laughs> – I always assume – I'm from Minnesota. I always assume they're – nope, not uh, going one, to. One day that I was on, we were going into this jazz club. I was with this girl. She was a piano player. We were going into a jazz club, and um, it was in Chicago, the Green Mill. You maybe know it. They do comedy there sometimes. I've but, heard of the uh, Green Mill. It's a cool place, and they have a very old sign with, like, light bulbs in it. The mm-hmm. light bulbs, it's the whole sign is light bulbs, and there's it's full of spider webs. And a spider <laughs> came down and landed on my date, and she freaked out. And I was just like, Oh, I'll get it. And then another woman in line goes, uh, You're not gonna kill that spider, are you? <laughs> but aggressively, in a way that I wish I was Chad Daniels to talk back to this woman because she said, You're not gonna kill that spider, like I was beating a disabled kid in front of her <laughs> instead of just protecting my date from a hideous spider that fell on her i if i if spider lands on me people have taken them off me before but i do have this i just hold on to this one percent of a chance that it bites me and i'll be able to climb buildings <laughs> i do hold on to that because i'm a big been a humongous i have a question for you yeah now that we're talking about superheroes yeah why is batman not blind why did they make a whole other blind superhero? Yeah, Daredevil is the blind guy. I don't but know. But I don't understand that. It's a great... I guess because he just has so much money, you know he could never be blind because he has the good medicine. <laughs> he, he's got that helicopter to the hospital meds. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. He's I got that we're growing new eyes in a poor child money. <laughs> Just you go in the basement. What are, what are they doing? Bringing you food? Uncorking your wine? No, they're growing me eyeballs in case I ever go blind. Um, do you want to talk about your uh, story about working on the movie show and straight up Steve Austin? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, and I hope these feel like stories. There are more things that I had I could talk about. 
All we're doing is chatting. That's it. Okay. Okay. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I can talk about the movie show. The movie show is a show that was created by our mutual friend, Alex Stone, and another guy by the name of Alex Dubowski. It's Uh a show uh, starring two puppets. Yeah, we've uh, also talked about this show on. Oh, okay. So the show on this show, yeah. Okay, we, so you're we're big fans of a lot of things. Your listeners yeah. know about the show. It's very yeah. fun, and I got to be a writer on the show. That's why I moved out here to California was to write on this show. And uh, here's just one fun anecdote. I don't know if anybody saw the episode <laughs> last week, but uh, the the uh, main character, uh, one of the main puppets, Wade, is playing volleyball with uh, Rory Scovel's character, Randy. And they're playing volleyball off screen, and you see a volleyball going from one side of the screen to the other, just being tossed back and forth. And this is a DVD extra. That's me on your left side of the screen tossing the volleyball (laughs) to the assistant director. So as you see the volleyball going by, at the perfect height, that was me. That's my skills as an athlete, as a volleyball player, as a performer, actor, comedian. That was me. That's just on set being a utility guy. And then in the very next part of the show, you see the volleyball come and hit the girl puppet in the face. That was not me, but it was almost me. Here's, here's why it wasn't me. They were like, okay, now hit her in the face. But the, the desk the, on the set is covered in toys. And I'm, I don't think I'm unathletic. I, I'm like average... I, I'm, a, I'm a hustler. That's what I have always been in sports. I know I you can shake dice. Yeah, you I want know me that. to be on your team. You want me to be I listen to you. I, you know I'm a big fan of the show. I listen to you talk to Joe Zimmerman about being a Division One athlete. I am also right. a Division One athlete. I don't know if you knew that, Chad. but I, I did not know was that. was on the swim team at St. Louis University for one year. I had no clue. One that's, year. I was on the swim That's team. honestly. I know. There's no way you would know because I no longer look like someone that was on a swimming team. And also, they do was, have a unique I was, body. I was barely on it. I was barely on it. They, whoever was in charge of uh, recruiting, did a poor job, and they were one person short for the men's team. And so <laughs> they just had to open it up. They had to have, or else if you don't have eleven swimmers, you forfeit every meet. So they opened it up to campus. Wow! Please, people, try out. We need one swimmer, and. Uh, only three people tried out. I was one of the three, and I just happened to be the best of the three people. Oh, that's, so I got to be on the team for really one funny story. semester. And it was very fun. Like uh, It was cool to be on the team. It was cool to have the gear. There were humiliating parts of it. Uh, one of them, and speedo. I, don't, I don't mean, I'm, no, the speed. I was looking good. You know, I was 21, oh, 22. Nice. Never looked better. I got photos so I can show you. I uh, hope you do. Send me one, please. <laughs> but... At practice, and I don't want this to sound misogynistic, but it is, I was the only man that didn't practice with the other men. In, in swim team, you line up in a lane with people that are the same speed as you. And sure. I was the slowest person in the slowest lane of girls. That's where I landed <laughs> on the Division One swim team. I was the slowest are- person in the slowest lane of women. And is and that's just for free lap swim. That's not even the that's women's team. That's for practice. That's for oh, for practice. Yeah, okay. For practice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's um. I'm surprised they didn't recruit you for the men's uh, water polo team, so you could just play catch back and forth. <laughs> if with they would have known what I was able to do, then then they would. So so anyway. <laughs> so the point of the story, the fun part of this movie show behind the scenes story is they said hit the puppet in the face with the tennis ball, the tennis, the volleyball, and I I chest passed it. 
felt I would have more control. And they said, okay, but can you do it a little harder? And I was like, all right, if you want me to, I'll put, I'll put some stank on it. And I do a full, I do a full throw, miss the girl puppet, and I hit one of the puppeteers right in the face, dead, yes, dead in the face, and the ball shoots up in the air. And there was no take for me after that. I was immediately removed, and they brought in a pinch thrower. <laughs> I was, love the that fact that was my that... humiliating moment. Did, it, did, at any time, were you thinking like, oh, they're asking me to throw a ball because they hate the jokes I wrote? <laughs> no, no, I didn't think that. But now that's what I will think. And I wasn't good at throwing <laughs> yeah. the ball. Because so I honestly, don't know what I contributed. I would immediately think that if they were like, hey, can you do me a favor, Chad? Can you just uh, play catch with this ball? I'd be like, oh, my God, they're going to make me stay here till the end of the pay period. And then I'm gone. You, uh, didn't you, you worked on the show with Steve Austin? Yeah. Yeah. That's the other job that I had during COVID. I, I haven't done any stand up at all. I miss doing stand up. That's not true. You did a COVID show. That's true. I did the COVID show with COVID. That's so amazing. It's pretty badass that I did that. But, uh, yeah, I got this other job, uh, working on this show called Straight Up Steve Austin. And, uh, To set up what the job is, have you ever watched the show? Uh, have you ever watched? You probably have never watched Straight Up with Steve. Have you seen? It? I have never watched Straight Up Steve yeah. Austin, but just the fact that you're about to tell yeah. us what the show is and you've written on the show, yeah. the person that called us libtards and gave us two stars <laughs> that no longer listens is so <laughs> mad they're missing this. They don't even know it. I'm so excited yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Straight Up Steve Austin. Here's my dream job in in TV. My dream job would be. Uh, there's another show called Beat Bobby Flay, where, have you ever yeah. seen that show? I have uh, seen that show. And at the end of the show, uh, if Bobby wins, he walks off by saying a pun. Have you noticed that part of the show? And it's yes. my favorite part of the show, and I watch the show cheering for Bobby just in hopes of hearing his pun that he walks off with, and I try to guess what pun he's going to say, and... Uh, I've gotten it right more than once. I would say five times out of 100 episodes, I've done the same pun. One notable one recently was, uh, now I can't remember what it is. It doesn't matter. But he does a pun when he's walking off. And that's my dream job. And so I almost had that same job on Straight Up Steve Austin. He has a guest on the show. They do badass stuff together. And then at the end of the show, he says, and now here's three things I learned from hanging out with you as my guest. And I was in charge of coming up with those three things at the end of the episode. And <laughs> nice. Funny, but it was very fun. And I got to see some cool stuff. And I had a conversation with Ice-T on accident, which is what I thought would be the most notable story to tell you. How do you accidentally have a conversation yeah. with Ice-T? Here's I mean, how it he... So oh, Ice-T is telling Stone Cold this story about uh, almost shitting his pants at Lollapalooza. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to make it onto the episode, so I hope this isn't spoilers, and I hope I don't get in trouble for it. But it was Ice T was a great guest, by the way. He was he was he was fantastic. All his stories were so good, and he's telling this hilarious story about almost shitting his pants at Lollapalooza. And they finish shooting, and there was more to the story. So he walks over. I'm standing with some of the producers, and we're all laughing because the story was so funny. And he starts continuing the stories to the producers. And, uh, and me, who's just standing there trying not to be in anyone's way, waiting sure. to come up with three puns for the end of the show. 
and uh, the producers start falling off. And before you know it, I'm just talking to Ice-T about how he almost shit his pants at Lollapalooza one time. <laughs> and uh, I wish I had a better ending, but it was eventually he was like, and that was, and that was it. And I was like, yeah, that was great, man. <laughs> So everybody peeled away. Everybody else peeled away, and it was and just you're me and left I. having to listen to the end of this yeah. shit story. I would never say having; I would say getting to listen oh. to it too. So it was a decent story. It's very. It was very funny. It was very funny, and the way he told it was very funny. And I, the whole time, I wanted you. I and I regret it. This is one of my greatest regrets in life. I've almost shit my pants on stage before. But Ice-T doesn't even know I'm a performer. Who knows what he thought I was doing there? No, Nobody knew. <laughs> even, even Steve Austin didn't know what I was doing on set. There was a day that a comic was a guest, and I said hi to the comic, and then I said hi to Steve, and he's like, oh, yeah, who are you? And I was like, oh, I, you know, I, I work here. Uh, <laughs> That's always nice when you have to go, I'm, sp- I'm supposed to be here. I know, but I think part of my job was not – being in the way of anyone. I'm, I'm just kind of hiding in the back waiting for these. Uh, I silly, hate those jobs. I love getting, you know what I'd like to hear about a job where you can get in the way when you were doing stand up. <laughs> how, how'd you almost shit your pants on stage? Uh, I was in Cincinnati where all the most fun things happen. And yep. I have always prided myself on being the one comic that doesn't get diarrhea from Taco Bell. That's uh, something I pride myself on. Yeah. And I got horrific diarrhea from Taco Bell. <laughs> That's so fantastic. To the point of I almost canceled. I almost was like, I can't do it. But instead, I was in that bathroom with, in Cincinnati, uh, there's no green room bathroom. So I was in the bathroom with people before the show having a moment. Oh, no. And then immediately after my set also. (laughs) And everyone in the crowd was like, those shoes. Yeah. (laughs) That's who it was. I almost called in sick for work. I've never called in sick. I've never canceled comedy because of being ill, but I was laughing super hard one day at uh, Son-in-Law with Pauly Shore, and I was like, something has to be wrong with me. <laughs> I almost called in. But I almost, sh- I almost shit my pants on stage. I, had, um, I was at a Japanese steakhouse where they flipped the stuff. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I do too. And I don't know what happened, but it went right through me. And I was on stage, and I just immediately – like. I my thighs went together so quickly and I kegled so fast that I almost crushed my balls. And I just sat there and had a look of terror and some guy goes, "You okay?" And I just go, "I have what only can be described as explosive diarrhea right now and I have to leave the stage." So I put the show on from the this was the late show. I put the show on from the early show on my phone uh-huh. and set the microphone just so there would be noise. And then I tin manned all the way over to the bathroom and just I mean, I could feel it sucking at the back of my eyes. That's how fast the shit came out of my body. And then uh, how is it when you come back out? So weird. Because, I mean, you have your sleeves pulled up from washing way up to your elbows. And people are just like, oh, my God, you have a little bit of sweat, a little bit of fat man mustache. And people Did are like, less oh, people God. shake hands with you after the show? Oh, that was back when no one stuck around. I mean, uh. you know how sometimes we're like, hey, if you, if you want some merch, you can go that way or you can exit straight to the parking lot over here. That was the days where everyone just ran straight oh, to the yeah. parking lot door. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did. I uh, emceed a sh- No, I was middling a show one time. Tracy Morgan was the headliner, and he left the stage three times to shit. 
three different times. And by the third time, he kept calling the MC back on stage. And by the third, he was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm out of ways to save this. That's so great. I worked with Tracy Morgan in St. Louis where you were on the swim team. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, Go Billigans. He, he was telling me, uh, hey, everybody, I'm Tracy Morgan. And he was telling everybody that I don't do impersonations, by the way, but uh-huh. he was telling every he was telling me and the other comedians like you guys can't be cookie cutter. You can't just go on stage and just do the same thing everybody's doing. And then he went on stage and opened with 15 minutes of anal sex stuff. And we were like, <laughs> thanks, Tracy. <laughs> he was a super nice dude, but I just thought it was very, very funny. I had a funny conversation with him. I don't know if he wrote a bit while he was talking to me or if he was doing material in our conversation, but he had a woman with him at the show uh, who I think he said was his fiance. Uh, Maybe it was his wife at the time. And then another woman came and he was flirting with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, that girl's hot, right? And I go, she was, but didn't you just introduce me to your wife? And he said, Andy, I have two goals in my life to, to act and to cheat on my wife. (laughs) and it made me laugh so hard but then he said that in his set a little while later and to this day i don't know if he wrote a joke talking to me or does jokes from his act in conversation i can't imagine how sick the listeners are of hearing this story but one time i was out eating with mitch hedberg and uh he i ordered i'd already ordered and i ordered um french fries and then he said hey, can I exchange mashed potatoes for my French fries? And she was like, yes. And I go, you know what I like? Mashed potatoes. And then he took his notebook out and wrote something down. Oh, yeah. And that, at, that night he did the bit about, my friend said, you know what I like? Mashed potatoes. Come on, man. You got to give me time to guess. <laughs> and that, that, was my, that was actually my credit because I was, I was house emceeing at the time in Grand uh-huh. Forks, North Dakota. And that was my credit until I got on TV was uh, – <laughs> What one of Mitch Hedberg's jokes is about him? What a lame. That's ass a great credit. credit. <laughs> hey, Chad, you know what else I've been doing? <laughs> what? I've been pandemic dating. Pandemic dating. Pandemic dating. I'm dating in this pandemic. I got a. I got a lady right now. Here's here's how it happened. Uh, we went okay. on three dates. Met on Tinder. We went. We went on three dates. One okay. to a bar, which was very fun. The second one to a beach. On the way mm-hmm. to the beach, we stopped and got tall boys. Uh, oh. They asked me if I wanted a bag. I said, yes, please. And then leaving Sorry. the leaving the liquor store, a uh, woman yelled at us, you shouldn't have plastic bags. <laughs> Which was fun for the date. I didn't say it to her, but I said to my date, I was like, should we let her know that this is full of bottles of water and plastic straws? <laughs> Oh, man, I have to tell you something. (laughs) This reminds me of I was in Erie, Pennsylvania with Ray DeVito. And I was I don't can't remember if I I always I can never remember. I'm in the old man Uh phase of my life where I'm losing my ass and gaining in my gut. So none of my pants fit right. And also, I can't remember what stories I've told. Uh But I was on stage and no one was having fun. Not in the crowd, not me. And I was just like, what's going on? And then some lady said, well, we're a big group and we are a group of protesters and we're raising money to fight the Goodyear plant because they burn their tires and it's going to wreck the ozone. And so about 10 minutes later, still no laughing, still a lot of just arms folded and disappointed looks. 
and I grabbed. I went to the bar and I grabbed a bunch of straws and then a and then a candle from an empty table, which were plenty, and I just lit them on fire and stood there while the fumes. You could see the fumes, the black smoke rising up. I was so mad. Um, and that just reminds me when you were like, should we tell her that uh, we have plastic bottles and straws and we kill sea turtles on purpose? Do those people that didn't want the tires to burn know that if you don't burn them, bees will make nests in them? Isn't that worse? Oh, I didn't had no idea. I'm never equipped with knowledge. That's not real knowledge. That's just a bee's nest in every tire swing I ever tried to get in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right, you got me. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, you, so you're leaving the leaving the liquor store. We got the plastic bag. Yeah, you get yelled she, at. You're on the way we get beach. yelled at. So strange to get yelled at by a uh, strange just to be shamed. Uh, I don't know if that's how you change the world. Um, you just yell at people randomly on the street and they're all like, oh, you're right. I think I'll change my life. Thank you. That's how I've tried and it does not work. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so then we had a third day. It was great. Three great dates. And then the pandemic begins and we just decide we're together now. We're just like, <laughs> we were we were just playing Tinder musical chairs and we landed on a good one. I hope I feel oh, that way. Shit. Anyway. It's like an arranged marriage. Yeah. But, it's just uh, like you can't go outside now, so you guys are. That's it. That's kind of the choice, though, because we were kind sure. of faced with. Well, we were both dating. We were both having fun dating people, and then uh, the governor comes on TV and is like, "You can no longer date other people." <laughs> so it's like I'll just stay in this chair. I guess this is mine until this is over, at least. Oh, nice. But there's been fun things about it. There's one, uh, my favorite thing, uh, pandemic dating, was attending a Zoom wedding. A um, Zoom wedding? Yeah, there was a Zoom wedding that she was invited to. And I was like, you know what? I will go to this wedding with you. I put on my suit. She didn't ask me to. I put on my suit. <laughs> uh, she was doing the Zoom wedding on the sofa. I was um, with headphones on, and I was watching TV next to her on the Perfect. sofa. In my suit, she's getting emotional from watching her close friend get married, you know, pledge her love to someone else. <laughs> I was getting emotional about whatever show I was watching. It was, yeah, probably I don't know if we've ever felt closer to one another than that. <laughs> I don't, you know, all the bad things about a wedding are uh, like seeing it and hearing it and being there. Oh, yeah. I got to avoid... All of that, and just have the fun romance after seeing a wedding. I hope Zoom oh, weddings be- never end. Yeah, <laughs> because there are times you'd actually, your battery would burn out if it was a Zoom Catholic wedding, because it would just take so long. But that's a great idea. Is like, it, it I'm just going to say it. It makes the gals horny because love is in the air and you were watching you told you're getting emotional it's probably hoops you're probably watching hoops or something and just oh god he scored again i hope you marry this girl because i'm gonna call i'm gonna find out where you're getting your wedding cake and then i'm gonna have her and her dress on top the little figures Uh and then you and your tux but turned a little bit to the side and then a tv up there with you guys that would be great that would be very romantic and i I think it'd be very fantastic yeah um, I am, so I played poker with you twice mm-hmm. and, uh, and I thought to myself, how am I going to get you to be on this podcast? Cause I, 
Well, you're writing and stuff, and, and I don't know what goes on in L.A. I have no idea mm-hmm. really what's going on with your life, and I wanted to catch up. And I thought, I'm going to wait till the second time we play poker, and then I'm going to let you win a couple hands. And th- I never did that. But then, I, but then I texted you right after, and I'm like, hey, let's do it. Yeah. Get on the show. I'm very happy to come on. I'm a big fan of yours and Sai. Sai had asked me about doing the show with you guys together a while ago. Like yeah, well, at the beginning speaking of, the year, of divorce, so I guess he decided he didn't want to be here for it. Uh, he gave me a list of people that he would have rather I just did the show with. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> could you even imagine? Hey, could you do me a favor and just make sure Andy Woodhall isn't there when I'm there? That'd be great. Thanks a lot, guys. I'm sorry. You said you don't do impressions, but you did a flawless impression of Sai. That's all I've wanted to hear. I can quit the show. That's it. That's all I've been going for. Thank you. Uh, Andy, I, I appreciate the hell out of you doing this. I know we're recording on a Friday night, and, yeah. uh, and it, it means a lot. And uh, so, so stinking funny. You have one of my all-time favorite late-night sets on The Tonight Thank Show. Thank you. Yeah, I know I've told you that before, but the, the crowd doesn't – the listeners don't know. So um, – Please search that out. Listen to his albums. uh, And I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot more from Andy. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, I got to go. I I can hang out longer. (laughs) Are we hanging out now? Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.